The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in hour number two of the Early Line Raid here on the Sports Grid Network Series XM Channel 159. He's Davis Maddock. I'm Donnie Wrightside. We got you for two more hours here in a football smorgasbord, which includes massive games from college football to professional football, from Thanksgiving right through to Monday night. We certainly are going to get you caught up here. But I do want to take a quick sneak peek here at the AFC South numbers to win that division on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Jacksonville Jaguars, minus 250. The Houston Texans, plus 230. Then we have the Colts, 24 to 1 and the Tennessee Titans at 110 to 1. But the central focus here is on the Jags and the Texans. Now, Kevin Walsh, who we see a lot around the channels here, do pro football today with them and uh, Moneyline in the afternoon. He's been big on the Houston Texans from day one saying they have a legitimate chance to win this division. And I kept saying, come on now. The Jacksonville Jaguars got the gas in this division. They got a coach that's won a Super Bowl, a quarterback that's rounding in the form, and a really talented roster for that division. But it looks like those numbers are being squeezed together now. Talk to me, Davis, about a chance for the Texans to possibly win this division, or is it still the Jacksonville Jaguars in your eyes? It's not It's not the Jaguars for me. I, I'm really, I guess where I've landed is I, I just really am not a Trevor Lawrence guy. I know he did have the super strong game last week. They have lost some games they definitely should not. Uh, they've gotten blown out when they face like really good teams, like just absolutely smoked by the 49ers. Didn't really look competitive against the Chiefs. The Texans are going to have, uh, probably going to have the tiebreaker over them. Like I, I think the Texans probably win this game. I mean, if the Texans win this game, which they are, you know, is their home game there, that is huge for them. I mean, welcome to everyone here on radio. You guys are listening to the early line with Donnie and Davis here. We are talking AFC South. I, I'm a Texans guy too. I don't know. I don't know if plus 250 is like a super bettable price, but I definitely would not bet the Jags. Like if you're making uh, some parlays there, you're sitting there waiting for Thanksgiving dinner to get ready, and you're trying to parlay some division oh, winners, yeah. I, I definitely would not throw the Jaguars in there. And the Jaguars' schedule, I guess it got a little bit easier for them because their game against the Bengals, Burrow is not going to be in. Their game against the Browns, Watson is not going to be in. They do have a game coming up and remaining against the Panthers. That was a game that the Texans lost, by the way, which like – Literally put your mind back in there a month ago and you're telling yourself, wait, Bryce Young beat C.J. Stroud for like his only win of the year. That can't possibly be true, like given what we feel about these two guys now. And I, I think it could end up coming down 
to the Jaguars going to play the Titans in week 18. I think it could end up getting that close. And man, Vrabel would love to win that game. Like Vrabel would love to win that game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but certainly a massive move is going to take place on which one of these teams wins this Sunday. Keep an eye on that. And also, basically a coin flip there at a one-and-a-half-point spread. Now, let's move over to a team that should be living the charm life this year. They can't do anything on offense, but entered into last week with a 6-3 and three record against a team that was going to be using a rookie quarterback that was atrocious in his first career start for the Baltimore Ravens. We're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, who then this week find themselves going up against the Cincinnati Bengals on the road with no Joe Burrow and Jake Browning is going to get the start. The Steelers are favored in this game at minus one and a half and a total at 34 and a half. Now, if anybody's been watching, the Pittsburgh Steelers fans have been begging the organization to make a change at offensive coordinator. Matt Canada was fired. Now they move on to, well, one guy's going to be the offensive coordinator. Another guy's going to call the plays. I don't think that's going to solve anything. It's really an indictment of this franchise to be only a one and a half point favorite over Jake Browning and the Bengals. But here we are. Do we see a different offensive philosophy out of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Or Davis, it just doesn't matter. It's Kenny Pickett, and that offense is bad. I mean, I think it probably mostly doesn't matter. Like, what would a new offensive coordinator do? I guess a new offensive coordinator could maybe dial up some more stuff for George Pickens, a little bit less for Deontay Johnson, who, like, somehow, despite always being open, is never efficient. Like, it's a very weird thing. Generally, in the NFL, targets are, are earned, not given. And Deontay Johnson has earned a lot of targets in his career. But he also somehow like is not good. It's a very weird combination of those things. I guess we could see more Jalen Warren here. And the Bengals' defense has not been good at all. They are 31st in the NFL in yards per play allowed. They give up a bunch of explosive plays. So it's kind of there for the taking. I just, I mean, Kenny Pickett's just not good. I, I guess that really is just what it is. Kenny Pickett is a below average NFL quarterback. I mean, this total 34 and a half, this is freaking Iowa Rutgers, man. Like this is, this is <laughs> how many times is this game going to be on red zone? Like four times, probably. It's it's really bad, which means they're going to be turning the clock. And in typical Steelers fashion, we know how this game comes down to. It'll be a three-point game in the fourth quarter. How this team win? What's going to happen here? But you're right about Kenny Pickett. You take a look at like guys like C.J. Stratt. If you're a wide receiver, you can run any route in the book at any distance and know that that ball is probably going to get put right on you here. Kenny Pickett just seems like he can't get the football to anybody in a spot they need him. Wide open, not wide open, jump ball down the sideline. It just hasn't worked out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll see if they can get it done this weekend against Browning and the Bengals. Let's move on here. The Cleveland Browns and the Denver Broncos. Cleveland in position now to make the playoffs. DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson as their quarterback. Did play very good football last week until the last drive where he was able to drive for the game-winning field goal. The Denver Broncos surging out of nowhere, Davis, here with a possibility of making the playoffs. This line at the FanDuel Sportsbook has been set up at a minus 2.5 point favorite for the Broncos and another extremely low total of 35 and a half for my money. I actually like the Denver Broncos here, and it's not because I don't like what the Cleveland can do to the Cleveland Browns can do on the ground or what they can do on defense. I just trust the quarterback now playing good football and not turning it over and they're home. I'll take the Broncos here. What are you looking at between the Broncos and the Browns here, Davis? Yeah, I mean, I would probably take the Broncos side here as well. The Browns defense is the best defense in the NFL, but like Dorian Thompson Robinson and and PJ Walker, I mean, it doesn't really matter who starts. These are like the two worst quarterbacks in the NFL, and, mm -hmm. and like including an NFL that has had you know Zach Wilson out there. Like, I, I believe the Cleveland touchdown to interception ratio when Watson doesn't play is there's been two passing touchdowns and nine interceptions when you combine PJ Walker and DTR. 
Sean Payton, I mean, like the Broncos are not going to win a Super Bowl. They, If they do make the playoffs, they're going to lose that playoff game. But he's basically just turned Russell Wilson into like late stage Drew Brees, where he executes the offense, doesn't do anything outside of structure. I guess that the two touchdown passes to Sutton each of the last two weeks, both of those were more kind of vintage Russ. I just like, I guess this is more Iowa Rutgers. I mean, this is just another game where it's like, you know, great. Two teams that want to run the ball, two teams that want to play good defense and limit turnovers. Like, it's just not, it's not exciting football, man. This is not what I turned my TV on for on Sunday at all. No, it's certainly not. Real quick on this one. Are you surprised they went with DTR over PJ Walker? No, I'm not because you want to have the young guy. Like, and DTR was like a fun college quarterback, which is so weird. Like, j- these what? guys were fun in college. You want to give them a chance. I mean, if for no other reason, then he's just going to be very cheap to have on your roster for the next four years. So, if you can find a cheap, cost controlled backup quarterback, you should do it. And really, it's not like PJ Walker was playing so well. It's like, oh, he's the steady hand who can kind of right the ship. Like, there's not a difference between playing the two, in my opinion, really. Rolling the dice with Dorian Thompson Robinson. Can they come up snake eyes or roll that hard eight this weekend with another victory? You know, we're going next, those Baltimore Ravens. Where are they looking in the AFC? A football smorgasbord right here on the Sports Grid Network. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Your spring is about to get a lot more power with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power from mowing, trimming, and blowing with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime. And blowing power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force. All of one interchangeable battery. Get cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Let's get after it here. Hour number two officially underway. Rocking and rolling right here. Davis Maddock, Donnie Wright side. This is the early line. Series XM channel 159. Let's take a look at some West Coast action here. If the season, Davis, ended today, you know the number one seed in the AFC would be not those Kansas City Chiefs, not those Miami Dolphins. It would be the Baltimore Ravens as they take on the Chargers, a team that just can't get out of their own way, it seems. Whether it's the head coach, whether it's the players, one thing we do know at the end of the football season, if we are not in the playoffs for the Chargers, maybe it doesn't even matter. Brandon Staley probably going to looking for looking for employment other directions here. But if we're lining this football game up this weekend, the Ravens 
Ravens go on the road after a victory against the Cincinnati Bengals. They're a three and a half point favorite here at the FanDuel Sportsbook with a total of 46 and a half. Say what you want about the Chargers. Not big, but in close games, but they're always in close games. This game booked, yes, as a close game. Do we favor the Ravens here with the three and a half? Are we looking for the Chargers? What's going on in your mind, Davis, about this game? I'm definitely, I definitely would be on the side of the Ravens here. I mean, the the Chargers are like approaching critical mass of injuries. You know, Josh Palmer is injured. Mike Williams out for the year. Gerald Everett is not even playing. We got we got Stone Smart out here. Alex Erickson, you know, this guy who's been on every practice squad in the NFL was out on the field for ninety percent of their snaps last week. They're trying. Like, I think Quinn Johnston. I mean. He probably wasn't as good as his draft capital to begin with, but I think he's got the yips. I mean, there's just is no other explanation for that drop that he had last week. That should have been the game-winning touchdown. Instead, it's just going to be this low-light reel that plays for the rest of his career. Definitely worried about the Ravens' offense without Mark Andrews. Isaiah Likely, you know, we all we all like him. He's like we've had him on our our, our fantasy football teams before. He's got that eight for one hundred three game in the game that Andrews has missed before. He's also gone zero catches in two games that Andrews has missed before. Like, he's he's just not Mark Andrews. I, I do wonder, I mean, this is very deep fantasy football content, but Charlie Kalar was awesome at Iowa State. Like, he was a really good receiving tight end, weirdly enough, with Brock Purdy and Brees Hall at Iowa State, a team that won nothing, by the way, with those three guys. Like, kind of hilarious that a team, and Xavier Hutchinson, who's been a rotational wide receiver for the Houston Texans this year. The concern you would just have is, like, Herbert is actually unbelievable. I mean, Herbert does make all the throws. It's just everyone around him lets him down. Like, so that guy can beat you at any given time if kind of everything around him cooperates. And Eckler did not look good last week. That was a weird thing. You know, there was that clip of him just like basically running in slow motion down the sideline. Like that, that was, that was some really bizarre stuff. I don't know what the deal is there. Yeah, his usage rate certainly high, and I thought he would be in a good anytime touchdown scoring market last week against the Packers, but certainly didn't show up in that football game. We'll see what we get out of the charges, but also injury front too. Joey Bosa going to be down for this football game with a foot sprain that certainly helps out Lamar Jackson in the pocket. We'll see what he can do in that game, but I do lean towards the Ravens here because now the pressure is on them. They have to continue winning. You want to stay ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs. You want to play all of your playoff games in the Charm City, and as I said, if the season ended today, the Baltimore Ravens would be the number one team in the AFC. Let's keep it in the AFC, a team that was the number one team in the AFC up until Monday night. That was the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to go on the road and lay a massive number to the Vegas Raiders. Minus nine and a half, a total of 43 and a half. Andy Reid coming off a loss with revenge on his mind, but this Raiders team, after finding their head coach Josh McDaniels, back-to-back victories against bad New York football teams, but did show some moxie there down in South Beach where they chanced to tie that football game up late, just couldn't get it done. Are the Kansas City Chiefs too much for the Vegas Raiders? Or do we have a new resurgent Raiders that are looking and saying, you know what? We're actually happy to come to work and play football. They they better they better lay the wood here. I mean, if the Chiefs come out here and struggle with the Las Vegas Raiders with Aiden O'Connell at quarterback, I mean, that is not go- that is not going to portend great things for the Kansas City Chiefs the rest of the way. This is sort of this is sort of their mantra throughout the years, which is that coming off of a loss, coming off of a spot where they disappoint, they generally will get it together. Now, everyone remembers that run in 2021 where they lost to the Bills, and everyone's like, oh, they're going to crush the Titans, and then they just got smoked by the Titans. It was like Mahomes' worst regular season game of all time. I don't think we're quite there. I, I, I am not... 
as a Chiefs fan, I'm not really pressing the panic button yet. Now this game, if they, if I, even if they win, but it's like, you know, Mahomes like takes four sacks and Kelsey only has four catches and Pacheco can't get anything going. And like, they, they get a lucky turnover or whatever. I don't, I don't want that. I, I need like 30 points at minimum from the offense here. I need Andy Reed calling, you know, the do re me dipsy do play where everyone's spinning around in the red zone. Uh-huh. Noah Gray getting a snap under center. Like I need the chiefs to flex their muscles a little bit here. So I would take the chiefs on the spread uh, player prop stuff though. I, it feels like the number one thing Antonio Pierce has done other than just be like, all right, uh, the plan is to give the ball to Josh Jacobs as much as possible. He actually realized Devontae Adams is on his team, which is something that Josh McDaniels seemed to forgot. True. Like it felt like the whole passing game was throwing the ball to Devontae Adams. So I like the alternate overs for Adams, like alternate over 100 yards, like uh, two two anytime touchdowns, like you parlay some of that stuff. Some of my favorite bets for NFL or like just all overs for one guy in same game parlays. And I, I like that for Adams here. Four and six versus five and five. Not a great matchup here. Tampa Bay went on the road last weekend and took a loss here to the San Francisco 49ers. The Indianapolis Colts coming back to be refreshed and ready for this ball game. It is a short number to work off of, but the Indianapolis Colts technically, I guess, still in the AFC South race. And quite frankly, everybody outside of Carolina feels like they can still win the, the NFC South at this point. What are we looking forward as a slight favorite towards Indianapolis at minus two and a half in this game, Davis? I mean, number one thing to look at here would be, is Jonathan Taylor able to be effective? Because the Buccaneers have this really good run defense, but a pretty poor pass defense. They've been one of the teams that has just really shaded the opposition to throw the ball against them. But that's not what the Colts are going to want to do. The Colts are going to want to run the ball because that's what they want to do in every game. And but, Oh, my God. Did anyone watch Patriots Colts? Did one person in the United States watch the entirety mm. of Patriots Colts over there in Germany? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was some dire football. The, the the Colts scored on their first drive, and they were like, you know what? That's good. Hey, you know, Josh Downs got hurt. He injured his knee there, and he should be back in this game. And I, I, I do want to highlight one guy from the Buccaneers. I've been waiting for his explosion game. But Trey Palmer Actually, last week he got a bunch of short targets, but every week Baker misses him by like a hair for a 70-yard touchdown. Two weeks ago he had a 40-yarder. He was wide open. No one was around him. Baker overthrew him. Palmer made this great diving catch that actually ended up being reversed. So if you can get all and, and the alt overs on Palmer, like I bet on the FanDuel Sportsbook, if you do Palmer over his reception total, over 100 yards with an anytime touchdown, I'm gonna just going to guess off the top of my head that's like 50 to 1, maybe even a little bit better than that. I, uh, I like that as an angle here against because the Colts secondary also is pretty bad. Yeah, we'll see what happens in that game. And again, giving life to some average football teams. But a lot of average football teams are getting life, which includes the Saints and the Atlanta Falcons, 5-5 five and five versus 4-6. Four and six. The Falcons are at home, a minus one-and-a-half favorite. And also, Ritter going to be the starting quarterback for Atlanta this week. A total listed at 42-and-a-half. I don't know what to do with the Saints. They should have walked away with this division, but injuries and poor play have put them in this position. This is a true coin flip this weekend, Davis. Well, I mean, I will bet against Arthur Smith at any given opportunity. Mm. He's like my least favorite guy in professional sports. I hate what he's done to this offense. I hate, I mean, the number one thing I hate about the Falcons is that they could have acquired Lamar Jackson this offseason. He was asking for it. And the ownership comes out and says, we're not interested. You know, we're good with Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. Uh, And I think Jameis is going to start here. As of Wednesday morning when we're doing this right now, 
Derek Carr's still in the concussion protocol. Like, it, it, it should be Jameis. And Jameis, I mean, he's not the best quarterback in the NFL. He is the most fun quarterback in the NFL. That touchdown he threw to A.T. Perry, he is the only human yeah. being of the 8 billion human beings on earth who would make that pass. Like, just give me, give me the Saints here. Give me the over. Let me see 30 Saints points here. Yeah, you go back to those days where you're playing with Tampa Bay, the 30-30 club, which is something you probably don't want to be a part of if you're throwing that many interceptions. Could be a possibility for Jameis, but the offense will be more fun. Also, Michael Thomas down for the season. Just hasn't been the same since he got injured a couple years ago with that ankle. We'll see if they can overcome that with Chris Olave. The mouth in the south coming up next. We're going to set your plate for Thanksgiving tomorrow and also take a look at college football this weekend. Stay tuned. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. Or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with durable colors that last all season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. For Thanksgiving football, you know these guys are. You know we are here at the Sports Grid Network. That's what we do. But on this Wednesday morning, it's Davis Maddock and Donnie Wright's side getting you ready and prepped for everything. And we also welcome in Mark Zinno, the mouth in the south, to help us out with everything that we've got going on. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Mark. Welcome into the show. Let's get this started. Gentlemen, great to be with you always. Getting ready to fill up on some turkey and, of course, some uh, winning bets and cashing tickets. That's the only way to cap off Thanksgiving. Absolutely. We got Mark for a couple segments here. We'll talk a little NFL football and then really get the focus on some college football coming down to the wire. It was just a few short weeks ago. It felt like we were talking about week number zero. Now really almost is week number zero, which means no more regular season football. We'll enjoy it this weekend, but we do have to get started on Thanksgiving Day. The Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. Both myself and Davis have already been opining about, man, don't you remember how it used to be where Detroit was bad every single Thanksgiving? What a horrendous football game this was, but the only thing to look forward to in a Lions season was actually Thanksgiving Day. You got blasted, but you're home in time for a nice Thanksgiving meal. But a lot more to cheer about this year for the Detroit Lions. The Packers and the Lions, heavy favorite here for the Lions. Minus seven and a half mark, a total of 46 and a half. Can the Packers pull the upset or is Detroit saying, no, 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 no. We're one of the best teams in the NFC. We handle our business now. 
Well, they do handle their business. Dan Campbell is 11-3 and against the number in divisional games in his time as head coach of the Lions. So that certainly is something to take into account here as they're laying this seven and a hook. I mean, obviously that hook scares me, uh, and it's not something I necessarily want to do. But, you know, it's one of those situations where after the Lions played a close game last week at home against the Bears and were trailing to that game, I would think they'll be a little bit more focused here. I tell you, I really like the over in this spot. You're under the key number of 47 as far as totals is concerned. We know the Lions can score. They should have no problem getting to 30. And the Packers, well, look, they, they're, they're not a great offense, but is there a reason to believe that they can't get to close to 20 here in this game? I mean, you know, like a 30-17 final shouldn't surprise anybody if that's what it gets down to. But even at that, you know, you've got a lot of ways to get here. So I look to the over in the spot here more than anything. Let's sit back and hope we get some points early and often in this game. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, we, we close it out here by the middle of the third quarter. We're, we're above this 46 and a half. So I like the total. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think the Lions offense, that's that's the biggest change in years past. You know, we've seen Tim Boyle. We've seen David Blau. We've seen we've seen a lot of poor quarterback play on Thanksgiving. Where, where I mean, the Packers have always had whenever they played on Thanksgiving. We've seen Rodgers. We've seen Favre. We've seen good quarterback play from them. Another game where we've got some good quarterback play, I guess, depending on the, uh, the perspective you have there, we've got the Commanders with the 10-and-a-half hook against the Dallas Cowboys. This is the game that I like the over on uh, that, that back door is going to be wide, wide open for the commanders. I, I think it would not be unreasonable to see Sam Howell throw the ball 45, 50 times here. The Cowboys have crushed bad teams this year, but the commanders do not give up They're the, you know, Jacoby Brissett is not coming in here to hand the ball off to Chris Rodriguez. If they are down 20 points in the fourth quarter, what do you make of the commanders traveling to play against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving? Guys, I've made this bet when it came to the Cowboys for four straight weeks in a cash, and I'm going to do it again until it doesn't cash. And that's the Cowboys in the first half. They're the highest-scoring first-half team in the league, averaging nearly 20 points in the first half here. So I'm not going to keep riding that train until it stops at a station. Along those same lines, oh, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of points in this game. I am a little bit worried about, as far as the game is concerned, laying the 10.5 here. I mean, look, Washington just got blown out last week at home and beaten by the Giants. So you know that they're going to come in extra focus for this game and really try to take advantage of the fact that they can play some level of a spoiler here for a season that's kind of going down the tubes. Reports out of Washington here that Ron Rivera is probably going to be done at the end of the season, that they're going to look over to turn over the coaching staff and the front office because they have a very talented roster, the commanders do. I think Washington makes a dogfight out of this, and I'm with you that you know there will be points scored because Washington is not going to lay down and die here at any point in time. So uh, I'm hopeful the Cowboys get an early lead and then Washington comes back in, but I think like I'm with you that this should go over the total here. Give me Cowboys first half, but probably commanders for the game. Tight window to fit in, though. Six turnovers last week for those Washington commanders. Certainly not going to win many football games, even if it is against Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants. You do that again this weekend, you might have Dallas with 65 points all by themselves. And, oh, yeah, another bland touchdown interception probably on the horizon here. Nightcap on Thanksgiving. It's going to be an NFC West battle. That's going to be the 49ers traveling up to take on Seattle. And, yeah, it's a seven-point spread. Wait, Donnie, you're wrong. Does that mean San Francisco? No, San Francisco is on the road, favored by a touchdown against Seattle and Geno Smith. Geno Smith a little bit banged up coming in to the football game the 49ers mark seem like they're back on track here the total in this game a 43 what are we looking at for the nightcap here on thanksgiving from your end i mean i think this number stays at seven i think it gets juiced i think they don't want to move off seven to seven and a half because of the money that'll come in on the other side uh in a you know night game in seattle tough place to play 
We know the NFC West always kind of has these back-and-forth tight divisional games. And I'm with you. I think the Niners are back on track. They've proven that the last two weeks that, hey, you know, their bye week was, uh, was, was needed. They got themselves healthy. They got some key players back, and they're ready to start mauling teams again. And, oh, by the way, guys, guess what? Geno Smith is who we thought he was. Like, we have an idea of why Geno Smith wasn't a starter in this league for a long time because he's not very good. I mean, that's just what it boils down to. He's competent, but he's not going to raise the level of any team. I mean, and Seattle's season may have went wide right last game in, in that field goal that they missed at the end of regulation. And, uh, you know, I don't know if they recover from it. This feels like a must-win spot for Seattle in what's going to be a very tight NFC wildcard race here between a lot of mediocre teams. So, uh, I'm not 100% ready to lay the seven here. I would stick with the primetime unders uh, and think that's going to be the case, that Seattle's defense, the only shot they have to win this game is to keep San Fran in the low 20s because if San Fran gets to 24, 27, I don't think Seattle can put up that many points against this team. So I would go primetime under again and, and look that way. I like. Uh, I definitely like the under here. I, I mean, these two teams are just going to want to run the ball a ton. If you're if you are looking to bet over, you know, you're sitting there. You've had the Thanksgiving dinner. You've had your nap. You know, because you got you got sick of watching Sam Howell get sacked by the Cowboys, <laughs> and you and you just want to sit there and sweat something. I think you could take the over on Zach Charbonnet's receiving yards when they get it posted there mm-hmm. on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It was not posted this morning when we began getting ready for the show because I think they're waiting for the initial word that Kenneth Walker is for sure not going to play. I I think there's like a sub 5% chance that Kenneth Walker plays. I'm going to guess Charbonnet's receiving yards gets posted at 13 and a half yards on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Even I would take the over, I think up to 18 and a half yards just feels like feels like a lock that he gets six targets here as Gino tries to come back against the 49ers. But we're going to end that day. We're going to go to sleep full of pie and turkey we're gonna wake up we're gonna get on our phones i mean god help you if you are making the trek to a shopping center somewhere on this friday it ain't gonna be me i'll be doing it all on my phone and i will be sitting there watching jets dolphins i mean mark why why is tim boyle starting an nfl game in 2023 i mean they could not find they couldn't find someone with a positive touchdown to interception ratio in college Anywhere, I mean, get get find me someone off the street. Find me Josh Rosen. Find me Chad Kelly, MVP of the CFL. Like, what are we doing here, man? Well, look, I mean, you know, they could have called Joe Flacco like the Browns did. But uh, regardless, I would tell you, the level of quarterback play in the NFL this year is probably the worst I've Awful. seen in these in 20 years. I mean, there's legitimately, I think there is half the league right now starting that is not one of the 32 best quarterbacks on this planet that deserve to be a starter in the NFL. Like that, that is pretty apparent that half the league is starting guys who actually shouldn't be starting in the NFL because they're not starting quarterbacks. They're not one of the 32 best players in the world at that position. So make it that what you will, you know, we're just seeing a whole bunch of low level quarterback play across the board. For my money guys, there's only four quarterbacks in the league this year worth their salt. And it's not hard to figure out who they are. It's Tua, it's Jalen, it's Dak and it's Lamar. And that's it. After that, everybody else, even Mahomes is having a bad year. Did you see the picks that he threw on third, on, on Monday night? I mean, it's he is not having a good year. The Chiefs offense is not having a good year. There's not an offense you really want to trust. I mean, believe it or not, I'd probably add Jared Goff being close to the next best quarterback uh, in the league at that point in time. And what did we say about Jared Goff two years ago as he was shipped off to Detroit? Uh, so that ought to tell you how much they valued him. But still, you know, with Kirk Cousins being hurt and everybody else, I can't even watch some of these games. The quarterback play is that bad across the league this year, and it's it's why it's so mediocre. 
Now, in that Jets game here on Friday, uh, they're getting a lot of points in that game. Is it one where Miami yeah. just rolls their helmets out and ends up coming away with the victory over the Jets and also a total because it's an we have never seen it before on Black Friday here. Which way would you be leaning in that game there, Mark? What have we seen from the Dolphins when they have to step up in class, particularly defensively? Go back to the game against the Bills. Go back to the game against the Eagles. When they play a big, physical, tough defense, their offense starts to look a little small. Sure, they have no problem running it up on Carolina. Sure, they have no problem going toe-to-toe with the Chargers defense that can't stop a nosebleed. When they step up in class, defensively particularly, not only against the whole team, but defensively, they end up getting a little bit, you know, uh, you know, they, they just look like a pedestrian offense. So I would, I would lean the under here. Like, I would look and say the, the Jets aren't going to score. And even if Miami does score, like, the Jets offense is not going to allow them to go out there and put up a 30-burger on them, right? They have too much pride, too much respect. They're good at it. So from that standpoint, even if Miami wins this game 27 to 10, we're not getting anywhere close to that that total. So I think you got to go under here just based off the fact that that the Jets defense can, can slow down Miami. And to your point, you know, I mean, like the Jets coaching staff to me, I, I still put a lot of blame on them for the offensive issues. They couldn't scheme a way to make Zach Wilson somewhat effective. They couldn't scheme a way to, to, to somehow help him be a little bit better than what he was. Then get him off your roster. If you can't scheme this guy together to put – Let's get him off your roster. The Jets coaching staff to me is offensively is as bad as it comes. It's Nathaniel Hackett there who's brought in basically with Aaron Rodgers. Say, Aaron Rodgers, this is your offense. We're good friends. I won't really rock the boat here. Do whatever you want to do. Now Nathaniel Hackett without Aaron Rodgers saying like, hey, I don't know what to do out here. I don't have Aaron Rodgers. That's what you're getting here with the Jets offense. But you know what you're getting next? The mouth in the South, the SEC, the college football playoff. Make sure you stick around. We're going to bring it to you all right here on the Sports Grid Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. Or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with durable colors that last all season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. 
Now, you knew we were going to talk a lot of NFL action on this program this morning, and rightfully so. An exciting weekend coming up on Thursday, Friday, Sunday, and also Monday. But my goodness, this Saturday, and quite frankly, all through this weekend, college football is loading up the board as well. Davis Maddock, Donnie Wrightside, and of course, Mark Zinno, the mouth in the South to help us out. Before we get to the individual games, yesterday we had our college football playoff reveal of the top four teams in the country as stands after last week. Number one team in the country, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Number four, Washington. And now, on the outside looking in, number five, Florida State Seminoles, who lost their starting quarterback. Mark, I agree with the standings as they come in this week. The committee has told us, though, it's not their job. They're not going to handle it how they think Florida State should finish here without their starting quarterback. They're just going to look at the resume alone. Let me talk to you here about the top four and including Florida State at five. Do you agree with these college football playoff rankings? No, because there, there's no point to have rankings if all you're going to do is stack the undefeated teams at the top. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Objectively, are you sitting here telling me that – Alabama and Oregon are not better than Florida State. That's what you're telling me. Because Florida State is a zero in the loss column, you're sitting here telling me that they are not. No, they actually are. They've been playing better. The numbers say they're better. They're power rated better. Like, this is stuff that's all really easy to figure out. And I get yelled at on Twitter X, whatever it is, and, and people are, you know, <laughs> oh, the wins have to matter. They do matter. But in reality, Texas is, Alabama's lost to Texas, and Oregon's lost to Washington. Don't denote that they are a worse team than Florida State. And at this point, Oregon is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against Washington. That's not a small line. That's a big line. And there's a reason they're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. They're better. But if this committee is only going to sit there and just stack undefeateds on top of everybody else, what are we wasting our time for? Like, we don't need a ranking system until, the very, until after this weekend. You do it twice, and that's the end of it. I get the TV thing and everything else and, you know, creating drama. And idiots like me fall for it every year where we complain about the rankings that absolutely don't matter until next week when they actually matter. So uh, I'm, I'm all in on the conversation. But, no, I don't agree with the rankings, period. I mean, I do think the rankings are are helpful for like they're it's for the normies, man. It's for the people who don't have an opinion on like how good Michael Penix Jr. is, or the only thing they care about for Penix is you know if he's going to be a good NFL prospect. I, I think it's honestly it's probably helpful for people who just sort of tune in and out to know that the Washington Huskies are undefeated and and to see. I, I think the the most hilarious ranking obviously is Florida State, where it's like they're just you know, they're just drawing dead. Like, the, like, there's no world in which, even if they do remain undefeated through, like, the rest of the games they have playing, they're not going to be put in the college football playoff because they lost their quarterback. Like, I, I, I suppose that is really the only interesting thing there. Now, with those rankings that, uh, that Zeno just told us are, you know, not worth the paper that they are being printed on, we do have the odds board. Georgia is favored, followed only by Michigan and Ohio State, which, again, is like a weird little discrepancy in the odds that Michigan and Ohio State are back-to-back, -back, given that whatever happens when these two teams play each other, the odds are going to shift massively one way or the other. Then they're followed by Oregon. Then we have uh, an Alabama team sitting in there, which is like, what a weird season for Alabama. And Texas losing the Red River rivalry, but still technically drawing live to win the national championship is so bizarre to me as well. What do you make of this odds board right now? Well, again, I think, you know, if you believe Ohio State's going to win the game against Michigan, jump on them now, because as you said, Davis, those numbers are going to plummet as soon as that game is over. So, 
Uh, you're looking at a situation here, too. And you look at Oregon and Alabama at plus 650 and plus 700. DRS, I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, I have a ticket on Oregon and Alabama to win the national title when they were both 13-1 and 14-1. And look where their odds have shifted. Now you're looking at Washington and Texas in those same positions here. So I think when you look at this, it boils down to what you think of the championship weekend, i.e., again, look, here's what we know. The Pac-12 winner is going to the college football playoff. If you believe Washington can beat Oregon this again, this time around in the championship game, take them right now at the 13-1 because it's the best value you're going to get because once they actually do that game, it, that number is going to be cut in half easily, if not more. So this is the time to bet a team like Washington. So we know the Pac-12 is going, and we know the Big Ten is going. After that, you have about three teams, three legitimate teams left for, four, for two spots, and that is Texas, Alabama, and Georgia. Uh, and if Alabama runs the table, it's going to create some problems for the committee on who they want to leave in and who they want to leave out, particularly for Georgia. Look, if you're a Texas, Alabama, or Georgia fan, you are hoping that Florida beats Florida State this weekend or somehow Louisville can do it in the championship game um, because that would take Florida State officially out of business. If Florida State goes undefeated and wins the thing, there's still a hard time, Davis, leaving them out based off of their quarterback. We, we all know that they are drawing dead, as you said, in the actual college football playoff. But then it really only leaves one spot for three teams. And Texas has the leg up on everybody if they win. Conference championships matter and head-to-head -head matters. And if Texas beat Alabama and Alabama beats Georgia, guess what? Georgia's third in line there. Georgia controls its own destiny. If they went out, they're going in, and they make it easy. So if Florida State and Georgia wins out, you get the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, and that's your college football playoff right there. Last week of the regular season this week, college football championship weekend next week. Exciting times, but we finally get the breakdown we need from Mark Zeno coming up here. The game, Ohio State and Michigan. If we set the table, it's going to be a noon kickoff this Saturday. The line opened up at the FanDuel Sportsbook at a five-and-a-half point favorite for the home team Michigan Wolverines. That has now dropped to three-and-a-half, a total in this game that sits at the FanDuel Sportsbook at 45-and-a-half. 33 degrees at kickoff, no precipitation in the forecast, and light wind. Mark Zeno, the table is yours here. How are you setting this one up? Spread don't matter. Uh, Michigan's going to win this game by margin, or Ohio State's going to win outright. Like I just don't, I don't see that the you know Michigan winning by a field goal to me would be a rather surprising outcome. And that said, you know Michigan has dealt with all the noise and all the outside distractions and everything else pretty darn well to this point. And what we saw from them in the second half of that Penn State game should tell you all you really need to know about how good Michigan is, is that they are just a notch above everybody else, particularly defensively. I think you have to love the under in this game. The only way this thing goes over is if Ohio State and Marvin Harrison Jr. start going wild. Like, Michigan only has one job. Just cover 18. That's it, no matter how you do it. Put two guys on them, put three guys on them. I've told you DRS over and over again. Kyle McCord is not that good. And without Marvin Harrison Jr., he's a very pedestrian average quarterback that doesn't elevate his team to this point. So if Michigan controls Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio State won't score. Michigan doesn't have to score. They'll grind the pace down as much as they can, play field position, put their defense back out on the field. But, you know, again, I think Michigan wins this thing by margin. I'm back in the, the Wolverines here. I mean, it is a pretty interesting game because the people who, uh, you know, the ball knowers out there will tell you that J.J. McCarthy is better than you think. You know, that J.J. McCarthy maybe could be in the NFL a little bit. He just is not asked to do anything. For my money, 
the 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 brand of football that Michigan plays is just so unappealing to me. Like it just really like, and I I got not that not that I I think they're even wrong to do it. It's just it's not how I would run a blue blood program. You know I would be after the five star quarterbacks every year. I would look at my friends over I guess not my friends my enemies over at Ohio State who get every great wide receiver. You know Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Like every guy who ends up going and I'd say why can't we be that? Why can't we also be Michigan who gets all these elite defensive recruits? But why can't, why would Marvin Harrison Jr. have no second thought about going to Ohio State, not even consider my program in Michigan? Like that just feels, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel, doesn't feel that right to me. Like, and I do, I do agree the under feels pretty good here. I, I'm not a big Kyle McCord guy. Like when I watch Ohio State, sometimes they'll go through a stretch of a quarter where like if Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't get a target, you're like, I don't know how this team ever gets a first down. And then Marvin Harrison Jr. bails them out because he is really, I mean, he is really that good. Like, I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I think, honestly, a less interesting game is the Oregon, Oregon State game. Like, Oregon is kind of, they are, they're sort of the full summary of what they've been, you know, the last, what, 15 years or whatever. They're high-flying. They have the fastest guy on the field at every position. Oregon State, definitely like a nice story getting DJU and the transfer from Clemson. He's kind of, you know, redeeming how he ended up leaving that university, which was not in a great spot. But I mean, Mark, I got I got Oregon covering here. They are like if they get up 10 points and Oregon State has to start throwing, it, it's going to go downhill so fast. Yeah, look, I, I mean, you guys know what I think of Oregon. I've said repeatedly, I think they're the best team in the country, right? Top five offense, top 20 defense. Like It's just, you know. The numbers tell me that, and the way they play tells me that. They've won every single game, obviously with the exception of Washington, but they, all their wins are by margin. No, nobody is making them sweat. They're not trailing in the fourth quarter of any game where they have to come back and win. They've pretty much dominated everybody that they've played. So I would never step in front of Oregon and bet against them, period. Uh, I, I always will advocate for Oregon's team total over. Why? Because they seem to hit it every single darn week. So why ruin a good thing? However, you have to give respect to the Oregon State defense and what they've done. The problem for me back in Oregon State here is that they might have shot their emotional wad last week in that game against Washington, and I don't know if they can get up again for a second straight week, especially on the road, uh, leaving Corvallis and having going to, to Eugene now and, and try to do that two weeks in a row. So it's Oregon or pass for me here. I'm with you, Davis. It's probably the right side, uh, but 14 points in, in a rivalry game is always a, a lot to lay especially with a competent team like Oregon State. Like, it's it's pretty disrespectful. If this thing was nine and a half, you probably would get me on Oregon. But at two touchdowns, man, that feels that feels really big for two top 20 teams, top 15 teams going up against each other. Keep in mind, guys, also watching this, this is going to be a Friday night football game, not a Saturday game. So a nice little spot there on a Friday. But let's take a look at some SEC action from Mark. Alabama and Auburn, the Iron Boy, two-touchdown favorite here at the FanDuel Sportsbook for the Alabama Crimson Tide, a total of 40 and eight and a half. Betting this game, not just to say Alabama is the better team, but we know the big game is the following week. If Alabama slips by Auburn by one point and then beats Georgia, who cares? They're going to the college football playoff. How do we take a look at Alabama-Auburn this weekend? Well, look, Jordan Hare is a, a place where weird, weird things happen in the SEC, right? Like, I just, you don't want to bet against Auburn in Jordan Hare, and I know how bad they are. And this is an Auburn team that just lost at home to Jacksonville State, for crying out loud, and gave up 31 points in the process. I look at this game, guys, I think that total, that number is short. Uh, this thing is going to go over. Alabama is going to get to 30 here. And by my numbers, what I put up for Auburn's offense, 
they're probably between 13 and 17 points. So if we just say they're going to get 14 or 15 points here, Alabama getting to 30 should put me in that range. Now, Auburn somehow can get to 20. This thing goes over without ease, but with ease rather. And I think that in reality, Alabama may score closer to 35 or 38 in this game. I just think this number is really short. This is an Alabama team that, once again, has to continue to beat people by margin to continue to improve their case that they are one of the best four teams in the country. So they're going to keep scoring. They're going to keep pushing. Nick Saban is not going to take his foot off the gas pedal here. And this is a very good Alabama offense. And Jalen Miller are one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the country. I know we don't think that, particularly when it comes to throwing the ball down the field. Uh, Alabama is as good as it gets, as is Jalen Miller here. So uh, I don't want to lay the 14 and a half. Uh, I think 100%, though, with Auburn, if they get two touchdowns in this game, this thing skies over that 48 and a half. Mark, quick shot here on the Apple Cup. Washington, Washington State. You got a feel for that game? Uh, there's absolutely no reason for Washington, a team that has not won by more than 10 points in two months, to be laying 16 and a half points to anybody. Love Wazoo this weekend. Back in Cam Ward and the Cougars to keep this thing close. Fantastic. That's Mark Zeno, the mouth in the South, always covering the SEC. And frankly, next week, a massive game in the SEC. Why? It's Championship Saturday. Thank you, Mark, there. Enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend. We'll get you back next week. We're going to talk a little fade the public coming up right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. Or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with durable colors that last all season with Bear Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. You having fun out there? We certainly are here at the Sports Grid Network, getting you set for this weekend's upcoming action. Fantastic football across the board, major NBA card tonight, and still an hour left to go. But before we get to that final hour, let's have some fun here and take a look, Davis, at a poll that we put out each and every day for the early line called Fade the Public. Today's poll? What is the best sports holiday? Fantastic. We've already got a lot of interaction back. But if we take a look at some of these results, before we give those away, I'm going to ask Davis what he thinks. New Year's Day. Also, 4th of July an option. 
Thanksgiving, which obviously is tomorrow, and Christmas Day. Your vote, Davis, where did that actually go? Yeah, my, my vote, Thanksgiving for sure. I, I would fade the public here, though. I got Christmas as number two. I, I like the NBA mm. more than I like college football. Also, now, you know, 2023, man, we, we get an NFL game on Christmas Day as well. So that I think mm. that, you know, kind of slides it in its favor. But for me, it's a great gambling day, great fantasy sports day for on, on Christmas. But yeah, Thanksgiving, number one. Fourth of July, generally, uh, it, the Fourth of July is like whatever, you know. Uh, it, am I right? Wimbledon is normally on. I normally, I normally get some uh, some tennis action there. Fourth of July, like it's uh, it, it's fine, but it's definitely the clear four. Yeah, exactly. When we're talking about like holidays, 4th of July is great. Why? It's usually really good weather. You get to have some nice barbecues. You relax. There's some baseball on. But if we're just being honest and leading the poll here, Thanksgiving Day, 70.8% of the votes. Second place here, New Year's Day at 20.6%. And then the lowly Christmas NBA card, 6.1, which you're right. It is an underrated day because for me, the NBA technically starts on Christmas Day. And then you have the 4th of July at 2.5%. I think this poll is pretty easy here to claim the winner being Thanksgiving because of how much we love that. And by the way, the last time I played on Thanksgiving was 1995, and we lost that football game. But I got to tell you, refs boned us in that game, Davis. I scored a touchdown to start out the second half to go up 7 to nothing. They called a motion penalty. We ended up getting shut out in that football game. So bad memories on Thanksgiving Day for your boy DRS. But let's get started into hour number two and get involved here. Best sports holiday. What do you think? We're going to break it all down and more next. Keep it right here on the early line. Your spring is about to get a lot more power with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power from mowing, trimming, and blowing with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime. And blowing power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force. All of one interchangeable battery. Get cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.